Hi, doctor. Hi, dad. So we recorded our first COVID-19 podcast in late February and our last one in early September, oh, late February of 2020, <laughs> not this year. And our last one in early September of this year uh, when we updated mm-hmm. listeners on the Delta variant. Um, and I, I recall us talking about whether it'd be the last time we had to talk about COVID <laughs> and, and also if a new problematic variant will, would arise. Well, you know, lo and behold, yeah. uh, we have almost, is it, <laughs> I actually, I, I researched this a little bit. I did the, too. The correct pronunciation? Yeah. Yep. For, yep. For Omicron, is it Omicron or Omicron or? I think what I saw is there's Omicron. actually no um, consensus on Omicron and Omicron, I think. Okay. But it's not what I originally thought it was, which was Omicron. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's incorrect. Okay. Good. 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 Well, did you know? Did you realize that? Um, however you pronounce it, um, it's the fifteenth letter of the Greek alphabet. Right. So a lot of people are like making kind of jokes about the name or saying like, could you have named it anything that sounds more like some kind of terrible movie, you know, whatever. But there is a system to it. Um, So they are using the Greek alphabet, like obviously we saw with Delta. Um, And they then people are like, well, that's they didn't follow. Um, But they had to skip some for for different reasons, because um, new I saw sounded too much like new it's n-u but it sounds too much like new. n-e-w yeah <laughs> and then the, there was another one um z X-I. yeah yeah which so, was which 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 was would would implicate the uh the the chinese president xi jinping or I right think that's how you right yeah they thought there's already enough which there is enough um discrimination against the chinese around this that that would have added fuel to the fire so <laughs> totally understandable why they skipped those um exactly. but yeah the names are a little a little funny funny so i, I get first question for you is uh, have there been well i assume there's no um uh, omicron variant cases amongst your patients um not that i know of um so far i have had people recently in the last couple of weeks testing positive um, but honestly, these people have tested positive on home tests. Right. So, so how would you know the variant? Exactly. And that's going to be the case moving forward. The more home tests we have, technically the, the a home positive should be followed up with the PCR for this purpose. But a lot of people are not doing that. And is it completely necessary? No, because you still can get a big, broad sense of accurate information, you know, with everyone else right. who is getting PCR tests. Um, but yeah, it's hard to say some people, although it has it. been, it has been found in Nebraska. So, right. Yeah. So. We do have it here in Nebraska. It's everywhere. I mean, this was like back when it first came out, um, and they were like, you know, South African variant and, um, people were like, let's shut down borders. And we did right. Shut yep. down borders and, and cease travel and all this stuff, which, um, you know, sounds nice on paper, but at the point, at that point, the cat's out of the bag, just like back when, you know, it, this first started and it was like, it's not in the United States yet. Yes, it definitely was. And, um, by the time it was sequenced in South Africa, it was almost certainly in all other parts of the world. Um, and people, 
started calling it the South African variant, and and there were a lot of objections to that because, of, again, it makes it sound like this is the a product of South Africa and they did something wrong. Um, when really they just were unbelievable at identifying and um, informing the rest of the world about this variant. Um, I think they right, have they some did, of they actually did something good. Exactly when really we should have praised, but instead we shut down borders and you know, but. That's for different. Yeah, fruitlessly, uh, yeah. ultimately, um, obviously, because like you said, if it if it is, um, and, and we'll talk about this further, if it if it is more transmissible transmissible than than Delta, it will outcompete Delta essentially. Right. So right. So let's let's um, you know before we get into that that piece of it, let's um, kind of uh, foundationally just talk a little bit about why. We're seeing these variants and 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 the mutation process that goes on within mm-hmm. a, a virus. Yeah. How does that, how does that work? So um, we may have talked about this before, but this is something that happens naturally, um, and it happens with every virus out there. It's why you can get the cold once a, a common cold once a year every year, right? Because you see it. Well, first of all, there's a bunch of different viruses that cause the common cold, but they also kind of change a little bit. And that's why your kids are going to get sick. I think they get sick, like someone said, nine times a year with, with various junk. Um, and that's because, but you, but you're not going to get sick with chicken pox. If you, let's say you're not vaccinated against chicken pox and you get chicken pox, you're not going to get that once a year. Um, because certain, certain viruses, you know, behave differently, but viruses like the flu and like, um, what causes COVID, they do mutate more frequently and create variants. So viruses themselves are not living things. They need to be in a host to survive. Um, and that host is cells, um, usually in your body or even an animal's um, body. That's how they, that's how they live. Um, they cannot live outside of a host. And then its entire purpose for its existence is to survive. So one, it has to be really good at getting into the cell that's going to keep it living. And then it also has to um, reproduce. So that's, that's like, yeah. that's all the viruses and bacteria's goal is. Um, so with evolution and with time, you can understand how, you know, more advantageous mutations that happen. And a mutation is when it replicates, it repl- it's replicating like, I can't, I'm not even going to give you the the statistic on how many copies of itself it makes, because I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's a ton. Um, and every time that happens, it's, it is copying essentially all of its DNA or RNA. In this case, it's RNA um, with the building blocks, you know, and mistakes happen. Mistakes, that's why some cancers happen. Um, a lot of mistakes that happen um, go completely unnoticed because it doesn't mean anything. Like our cells in our body are constantly uh, replicating and making little mistakes. And most of those mistakes mean nothing. Some of those mistakes can cause cancer, but for viruses, you know, they are continually replicating, um, little mistakes happen. Those are mutations. Um, those mutations could mean nothing. They could make it better at its survival. They could make it worse at survival. It doesn't have, like, it's not able to like, um, pinpoint which one it wants to take. It just happens at random, but then you can imagine that, multiple mutations that make it more fit or more able to replicate, invade your cells and evade your immunity to keep it living um, are going to be 
you know, the ones that are going to propagate more because that's just evolution. Um, so evol evolution is a great way to kind of a great lens to look at this through um, because essentially these different uh, variants are competing with, with one another. Um, not so much like you'd think of a football team, let's say competing with, with, with another football team. Um, but more like, I'm trying to think of the right analogy. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's eluding me, but, but it's, but it's more like, okay, if, if the, if the Omicron variant infects a person, then that Delta variant is, is, presumably not going to be able to infect that person right. so right. it's it's resistant so to speak to, to delta now while it's got omicron and now that person can be an, an additional vector for the omicron um, variant right. and not for delta and that's how it gets that's how that competition the, works the quote-unquote what's the dominant strain so what they're seeing in South Africa is it, it, it quickly became the dominant strain. And the question is, is that because it's more, you know, fit or more able to infect, more infectious? You know, that's those are the questions. But um, here we have currently still Delta variant as the dominant strain. And it's, well, and we'll talk about it, but it's not like it's a completely novel or new virus, right? So there's still, if you had COVID in the past, there is some level of immunity. If you've had the vaccine, there is still some level of immunity. What level that is, is hard to say. Like, so you still have antibodies against this because it still comes from the same kind of original virus. But as these mutate and continue to cause different variants, again, the, the purpose of these variants and the way that they, um, they're doing what they should be doing in an evolutionary term is they're getting better and smarter. Um, so what we what you have antibodies to from either your vaccine or your prior infection are presumably less um, efficient at at keeping you from being clinically sick. Um, and that's the whole question is like, well, does it matter that we have a new variant? Do our vaccines work? Does our natural immunity work still? And that's what takes time because you need data. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's get into that piece because so the, the world health organization is named Omicron a, var a variant of concern. Um, and, and there are really two factors that then, you, you know, to, to, to understand how concerning this is, there's, there's two factors we need to look at, the contagiousness of it and the severity of the illness it causes. Mm -hmm. So let's let's first talk about contagiousness because that's that's kind of the road we were going down. Um, yeah. Does it spread faster than than earlier variants? What what do we know at this point? So it's we are starting to finally get not finally, it has not been that long. So the data, it's amazing that we have the data as quickly as we are getting it. Um, but whenever there's a surge, you have to question, is it a surge just because it's like, hey, there's, the weather is nicer. People are outside and together more. Um, so they're around people more. So now that's why, you know, numbers are climbing or there's a new variant and that's why we're seeing a, a peak. Um, so is it because it's just another new variant and, and you're seeing it take over and there's a peak, but it's really kind of comparable to previous ones? Or is it that this is more contagious? And it, it's scary at first because, you know, all the news is like, oh, cases soaring. Um, you know, every 
not nine out of 10 cases in South Africa are, are this variant. And, you know, all of these like um, clickbait headlines, even from reputable sources, because the, you know, they're pay-per-click, pay um, don't really represent what, what might truly be going on. So that's why everyone kind of in the scientific community is like, hang on, don't freak out. You know, we don't know enough yet to say this. Yes, it could be really bad, um, but we don't, we definitely don't know that that's the case. So from the real data that we have um, around the question of, hey, is this more contagious? Because we knew that Delta was a lot more contagious than the initial um, COVID strain. Um, we kind of have a little bit more information about how contagious it is. So again, cases are exponentially increasing in South Africa. Their seven-day average passed 10,000 um, yesterday for the fourth time during the whole pandemic. Um, so yeah, they're at one of their highest peaks as far as new cases per day. Well, um, and they, I, I, from what I read, they, they were like a month ago at 300 new cases a day. Exactly. And now the seven-day average may be 10,000, but it's they're up into the, you know, close to 20,000 per day. Um, Right. So that, that seven-day average yeah, is going to increase. Is, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and so the RT is a measure of the contagiousness. Um, and this is something that's that's done with scientific calculations. It's not just like a kind of flippant number. Of yeah. yeah. Um, so it's holding steady at a very high rate of two to three. Um, and it is kind of showing that at least in South Africa's history in the pandemic, that there's a lot less in um, this and in, in Omicron's way, like immunity or something else before. Like there was a lot more with Delta, there was a lot more protection, seemingly protection because it was not as contagious um, than this variant is. So there, you know, was initially maybe a little bit of hope that it's not gonna, it wasn't gonna spread as fast in Europe because South Africa did not have as high, nearly as high of a vaccine rate as a lot of places in, in Europe and in the United States, even though our vaccine rate isn't fantastic. Um, so then you would assume that it would not be as contagious here because we have a little bit more protection. Um, right, but so, the, and let's, let's, let's break it down just a little bit because this, this kind of two questions in terms of contagiousness. One is, is it just kind of naturally more contagious, let's say amongst unvaccinated people? Mm -hmm. And then the second piece you want to look at, I guess there's three, three categories of people. More contagious against un, uh, unprotected, unvaccinated people. More contagious uh, among vaccinated people. And then is it more contagious against people, um, for people who have already had COVID and have right. some natural antibodies built, built up? And I think the early data is showing that it's absolutely more contagious for people with zero um, natural immunity or or vaccine, vaccine immunity. Yep. Yes, and then it's definitely you know it's more it's more contagious for all three groups. Um, there's definitely been some early data indicating increased uh, reinfection rate among those who are not vaccinated but who had COVID in the past. We're starting to get some data flowing in that. Um, and I mean, people were not immune from reinfection before this variant. And now with this variant, we're seeing it's, um, it's more likely. I don't have exact numbers because they're still working out that, that data. And that's going to take a while, obviously, to kind of um, collect accurate stuff. Um, and then 
just like with Delta, we saw a that more vaccinated people were getting the Delta variant um, to some degree, but less the so-called severe. breakthrough infections. Or, right. right. Yep. So yeah, all things pointed being more con- more, more contagious. Well, I, and and actually, I think I I, I read that there's like a 40-fold decrease in the effectiveness of a two-dose vaccine against the Omicron variant. Right, so that's the- Which sounds like a lot. (laughs) That's the next thing to think about is, well, how are our specific neutralizing antibodies against this if you've had Pfizer or Moderna or if you've had COVID before? And there's data that is kind of brand new that they did, um, and it's a small number of people, because again, the the data is still being collected, but um, those who had two doses of Pfizer had a 40, like you said, 40-fold reduction um, in neutralizing antibodies, neutralizing antibodies being those antibodies that, you know, take care of the virus as soon as your body sees it. so this is a lot higher than Delta. Delta only had a five-fold decrease, um, and Beta had an eight-fold increase, but Beta really never took hold much um, here. So that's a big reduction. It doesn't mean a complete reduction. It doesn't mean that those two doses of Pfizer were um, did nothing. Useless, right. And, but and it, that's a it very could be, big it, dip. It could be that they they help you, they help protect you from a severe um, uh, yeah, you know, rea- or infection. Exactly. Or right. So then the next question is, well, you know, did you have a serious infection or not? And that's still coming. Um, now, two yeah. doses of Pfizer plus a booster, you had a much, much lower reduction. So getting your booster is a is a take home point. And then even people with two doses plus a previous infection, their neutralizing antibodies also took a hit. So we used to see those articles that are like, hey, if you've had a previous infection and you get your series, you are almost, um, you know, you almost have like a, a shield around you against right, right. another COVID infection. And that was true. But now we're seeing that it's going to, you know, you'll take a hit from from even that. So then you can just extrapolate with common sense. If you only had a previous infection and didn't get vaccinated, then your neutralizing antibodies are taking even more of a hit. Um, so at the end of the day, the vaccines are still doing something. The vaccine two-dose series of an mRNA vaccine plus the booster is going to give you the best protection, just following what guidelines are out there right now. And this is all Pfizer's data, so we don't know Moderna yet. Uh, Moderna did better with Delta, so that could be the case here, here too. as well. Yeah, and we and again, we should emphasize that all of this is is a fast evolving. I mean, I think we we updated some of our information you know, 20 minutes ago. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It will change. It probably, it may all be completely irrelevant tomorrow, but. So, so moving, moving further into the gray area, the second question is, okay, is it more severe? Because you could, you could, you know, infer if, if the, if it causes less severe infection and it's more highly transmissible, that might be a net on net good thing. (laughs) Yeah, it could be. The only, the only downside is that with it being more contagious, the more people, again, the virus is getting more hosts which is giving it more chance to mutate again um, because that's just what it does. But the flip side of that is like, you know, the common cold is super contagious, um, but low, low concern in the grand scheme of things. So I think I would obviously always take less severe infection 
um, if you had to pick one. Yeah, it's been interesting to watch the stock market gyrate. <laughs> With so the, with so the it tanked, obviously, what is it, a week ago or so mm-hmm. uh, on the news of this new, you know, more highly transmissible variant and all mm-hmm. the stuff that's going on in South Africa tanked. And then as some reports came out that, oh, it might be less severe, then it rose, you know, and it has been been rising a, a bit. Yeah. Um, but I think the bottom line in terms of severity is is way too early to know if, it if it's going to be less severe. And you'll see news headlines out there that, you know, I've even one it gets me, you know, because I'll be like, oh, gosh, it'll say like, oh, it looks to be more severe in kids, but we just don't have enough data yet. Um, mm-hmm. So try to not get wrapped up in some of these what sound like even clickbait um, titles, even from, you know, the most reputable news sources. Um, so we just don't, yeah, we really don't know. But another interesting thing, um, about the virus, same, this Omicron variant and the Delta variant is it's, the virus is still using the same entrance into our cells, the same ACE2 receptor as it originally was. So if it wasn't, if it had mutated to find a different way into our cells, then the vaccine would be much less useful. But this is the way our vaccine is working. So because it's still using the same entrance, um, it's kind of another win on the side of, okay, everything we've done and all these vaccines that we've given um, are not for nothing with this particular virus. And that's why I think you'll always maintain some degree of protection throughout all of this, um, as long as you follow the vaccine recommendation guidelines, you know, so because we know through through science and data when the boosters needed. And that's why now everyone's getting, you know, now everyone's it's open for everyone to get their booster. Um, so it's not for nothing. This is not unusual. We have to get a flu shot every year because of changes. So yeah, and this is this is likely to be the path. Now, the thing that has me worried, Nicole, given <laughs> What, what you said around the fact that this is, you know, to the extent that this is more transmissible, more people are, are coming down with the disease, it's more, creates more of a, you know, Post. big old Petri yeah. dish of, of opportunities for this thing to mutate. Um, so, the, so obviously the, the thing uh, that um, is, is most to be concerned about is a variant that is both more transmissible and more severe. Correct. Because we talked is that, uh, back is at that the inevitable? It's you not know? necessarily inevitable, um, but I mean, it's inevitable in uh, eventually, right? Like may, maybe in our lifetime or the next, but essentially like the next pandemic. It, I mean, something like that will can and will absolutely happen. Um, and I think I read something like we're no better prepared today than we were pre-COVID for the next wave. Um, but I don't like to be too stuck in like doomsday mode if we can help it. Um, but like, I think at the beginning, I, I said, thank goodness that COVID, um, the original COVID when it first came and we first started seeing data, wasn't, we knew it was way more transmissible than Ebola because those would be the big scares um, when we would have little like Ebola outbreaks. And, um, and but Ebola like is 50% I think there's like Fatal. 50 to 80 percent <laughs> fatality rate, right? Can you imagine if um, COVID Ugh. had that kind of mortality rate? And a I mean, fraction just, of it just, even would be right? terrible. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's been a lot of missteps in this from everywhere, from even like the CDC to 
the government to misinformation to politics and all that stuff. But I bet if it was more, if it had more of a direct impact in people's lives, you know, like they were watching 50% of their family members, you know, pass away, we would have a much higher vaccine rate. Um, It's sad that that's what it (laughs) would take, but um, it is definitely possible. And that's why it's like vaccinate, 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 decrease the host that this thing can survive in. Um, You're doing more than just protecting yourself when you get vaccinated. You know, you're helping to contribute to stopping this pandemic from happening. Um, Or, or Nicole, or you could just take ivermectin. Oh, and God. Be safe. Right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I'm not gonna go down that road. Um, no. no, but, but actually, a a, a, a related um, yeah. unknown is because we we are getting some some better treatments yes. for COVID nineteen. So yes. that's another unknown is whether those treatments will be effective against this Omicron. Yeah, you probably well. should maybe do an update on the um, new medication and treatments that are out there because it's the best we've gotten so far and it's pretty new. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's also a positive because you can't just look at vaccinating as we've seen um, because people just, you know, just don't have enough uptake in the in the vaccines and there'll be breakthrough cases and all that kind of stuff. So the treatments are really important. Um but just back to the whole, like, is the Omicron variant more severe? Um, so far, the hospitalization of COVID-19 cases in South Africa is increasing significantly. Um, and it's accelerating at a similar rate to previous waves. Um, but, so that sounds really scary. And you'll probably see that kind of stuff, like, like hospitals at their capacity in South Africa because of Omicron variant um, or Omicron variant. Um, but there's so many different pieces to this. Is it is it just a the same factor as the other waves? Like it's just more people getting it, getting infected. So you're seeing a similar uptick as the other variants in the past. Is it because they're not as um, immunized as some of the other countries are? Um, is it because the majority are the majority of cases in South Africa um, mild and they have a younger population than, than the United States, but they're still, you know, admitting patients because of COVID in South Africa are at a bigger risk of, you know, than, than in some right. of the other countries just based on their, you know, what they have. For and what's the comorbidity healthcare. profile? Because we know people with comorbidities are going to suffer right. more severe illnesses. Yeah. There's a lot of variables that you just really are, don't know. That, so I would be hesitant. Right. I would say takeaways are be cautious with, you know, the news headlines out there. It almost certainly is more contagious for everybody. You are at risk for reinfection if you've just had um, a prior COVID and you're not vaccinated, but you're also at risk if you're fully vaccinated. You're just at less of a risk. Um, is it going to continue to, is it going to probably become the dominant variant in the United States? I think so. Um, I, th- I don't think it'll take much time before that becomes the case. Um, is it yeah. more severe? Can't, don't, if, if anyone's trying okay. to tell you that, that it is def- definitively more severe for adults or kids or anything right now, I don't think we have the data t- to, to back that up just yet. Yeah. And everything yeah. points to it actually being the same or maybe mild so far, but yeah. Fingers crossed on that, for sure. With a grain of salt.
And I think that great idea. We'll, we'll uh, plan the next uh, podcast to be around the uh, COVID-19 treatments. So yep. we haven't done one on that. We are not clearly maybe, out of the woods yet. <laughs> yes. Well, I was going to say maybe that will be a little more optimistic and we'll have a little more yep. info on this Omicron variant. Oh, and which I don't know, we haven't really talked about, but kids are doing amazing with the vaccine. There's been like n- next to zero side effects. There have not been any cases of myocarditis in the five to 11 group that recently got approved for vaccination. Um, so they're just, they're doing awesome. So that's a big win as well. That's a, big, that's a big win. And, and even though kids don't generally develop severe symptoms from, from COVID-19, again, they, they become um, a, a potential host. host. Yep. Yep. So that's that's the reason they, they need to get uh, immunized. Right. Cool. OK, well, I know you've got a uh, busy rest of the day and I, we didn't have a whole lot of time for this, but I think uh, I think we hit the high points. So yep. what we know, at least. Exactly. OK, you get at it and uh, we'll talk again soon. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening. You can visit the doctorandad.com, that's spelled T-H-E-D-R-A-N-D-D-A-D.com, for show notes to any of our podcasts, as well as other useful info on extending health span. Now the legal disclaimer. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. And no doctor-patient relationship is formed. Use of this information in show notes is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not meant to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Listeners should not, should not disregard or delay taking medical advice or treatment for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their medical professional for any such conditions. We also want you to know that we take no funding from any product or service that may be mentioned on the Doctor and Dad 